0: Welcome to the Curator's Salon podcast. I'm Geeta Joshi and today my guests are Kaya Charles and Jemima Burrell from the NOW Gallery in North Greenwich. Welcome Kaya and Jemima.
1: Thank you. Nice to be here.
0: So I wanted us to talk about your work with the gallery and then how that also extends into um, you know the art commissions and uh, the art scene over at Greenwich Peninsula which is the sort of um, the area where the NOW Gallery is actually located. I know the Now Gallery from not that long, not that old, like a few years ago. Probably like Camille Walala was my the first uh, big exhibition I saw there. Um, but have you guys? You've guys have both been involved with the gallery right from the beginning. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yes,
1: um, the Now Gallery was set up as really bringing designers and um, fashion designers and artists. To the peninsula to create extraordinary um, interventions in the gallery and Cara and I were here from the beginning and we watched the gallery being built in front of us and we decided to come up with a program of really um, sort of tapping into contemporary art and design Um, and as you said Camille Wallala was one of our designers who brought a maze into the gallery and gave an opportunity for people to come and explore that maze. And a lot of the um, exhibitions are interactive. We had Something and Son who um, got everybody making bricks and that happened one summer. Um, What other um, exhibitions have you had that we've really enjoyed?
2: So really, we um, started around five years ago and actually one of our first exhibitions was quite um, a beautiful one by Simone Haydn's. Um, It it was called Shade and it looked at, you know, digital, um, you know, mediums um, and it really kind of explored the use of the gallery space in a a different way. Um, I guess we could say that digital uh, sheets were uh, set up on the facade of the gallery and responded to um, environments around the space, which was quite an interesting way to kind of kick off or, uh, you know, program. One
1: part of the curating that we think is key is that we actually have fashion exhibitions, which, um, don't seem so apparent actually in, in, in London in the way that we do them, where we ask one single gallery, um, one single, um, fashion designer like Molly Goddard or Charles Jeffrey to, come in and look at the gallery the gallery we should say is quite an eccentric space it's um uh, all glass has an all glass windows um and it doesn't really have um uh, walls as you kind of imagine a, a sort of a, a white cube gallery to have um so um with Molly Goddard she hung uh these so, so archetypal Molly Goddard dresses from the ceiling um in sort of vivid colors and people got to come in and sew onto the dresses so by the end of the exhibition there were Sort of hundreds of there's sort of hundreds of, um, of of these wonderful kind of tapestries all over the um, um, the
2: dresses. We also explore, and you know, we've started to commission more recently um, a phot- photographic strand called Human Stories, uh, and that um, looks at social themes um, through the lens of kind of younger photographers, um, and is quite conceptual, and it really encourages photographers also to kind of explore photographic techniques as well um, again we're working with the challenges of the space and we explore the best way to kind of hang and mount 2D works um, but that's another uh, strand that's been introduced um, more recently
0: So you're using the space to actually sort of explore exhibitions with different disciplines really?
2: Yeah that's correct um, you know I think that's the, the only group show that we do which is quite interesting Um, and we've done three iterations of the show Mm -hmm. Um, last year uh, we worked with uh, Historic England um, and that was really great kind of um, drawing from a wider uh, you know collaborative net Uh, and we showcased um, works that looked at the last hundred years of Black and Asian heritage um, and it contrasted um, archival work with new uh, commissions it was a really exciting show
1: I think what we enjoy doing is... Working with well, collaborating. Um, we've collaborated with people like Paternity and One and we we have um, what we call now later's, which is an opportunity to have exciting work in the evenings that p- people can come in and enjoy. Um, and we feel that th- that we explore music and we explore um, you know interesting lighting in the gallery. That the gallery is a sort of beacon, and that you can come out of North Greenwich Tube Station and. And see something extraordinary something that you've never seen before and we're just working on the, the moment we're working on um, an exhibition by a ceramicist called Kinska and she's got these beautiful blue droplets that hang from the ceiling that it looks like it's sort of raining in the gallery and you look in and you can see that she's creating her own her own world isn't she
2: yes I think uh is a really good example of um re-looking and re-exploring traditional techniques so yes it's um, looking at ceramics but in a very kind of fresh from a very fresh perspective Mm -hmm. Um, it's not what you expect at all it's really figurative I think a lot of the pieces have actually um, you know pushed how ceramics are made Um, and yeah it's going to be a really fantastic show that kind of merges um, illustration and um, ceramics really
1: and it's so colourful and that's what's lovely about it I mean obviously her kind of theme is black and white and then she has these pops of colour um which I think are going to just yeah people are going to love
0: do you know what that's going to look like or I mean because I've walked past the gallery this afternoon and it was still I don't know under construction in that way right it's all looking quite exciting all coming together but have you got visuals of what that will look like I mean is that what you're working from or are you putting it together as you go along
1: The key thing, I think, in any exhibition is to know what's happening um, so that you have a very clear picture, particularly in this case when we've got very little time to install it. Um, So she's got a a, a house, which is a replica of her studio, which will have... I mean, we're looking at about a 1,000 different ceramic objects, including little pills and little figures and tools made out of ceramics that will will make a, a sort of very special place for people to come into um, so they'll be able to come into this this little house, this hut um, and then
2: walk through On the other side you come out into a kind of garden really um, with figures but we I think you have to really see it to really kind of connect with it but um, I guess what we can say is that it does um, express a really um, you know, interesting narrative that she's brought to this particular show that's really personal um, and it's come from um, a, you know a, a kind of near tragic or very difficult situation really where she was um, you know involved with an accident. And the show really talks about how she's kind of used um, her imagination and you know her own personal kind of mental space to deal with pain.
1: Yeah, she she fell off a... uh, She was actually run over by a bicycle. Um, She was on her bicycle and she was knocked off and she broke a hip. And the extraordinary thing about it is that the, the hip that they've put in to replace that hip is ceramic. So for her, the exhibition actually has been a way of understanding the pain that she went through and looking at that pain and drawing it because when she was in hospital, the only... The only thing that she had was um, sketchbooks. And so that that gave her the kind of the ability to, to talk through the, the pain that she was undergoing.
0: Amazing. With any of your exhibitions, what's the sort of lead time on getting them from when you decide which artist you're going to have or even, you know, what your schedule is going to be for the year ahead?
2: Well, we tend to generally work um, a, year, a year to a year and a half in advance. Um, we try to give a good kind of 12-month development lead-in time um, until the kind of installation stages. Uh, But each project is approached, um, you know, with a kind of slightly different, uh, you know, method. I think with Kinska, she had a longer lead-in time. Uh, We realized that the show needed to kind of be explored uh, in terms of how it would translate from her studio practice to the gallery space. Um, So I think actually we've been working on this project with Kinska for about two years now.
1: Uh, We feel that the way we go about um, finding people is key, that we have a, a long list of about 10 people, and then we revisit it and we get a lit, we get three people to come in and present their ideas. And we find this is a really good way of sort of testing the temperature of, of what's happening, um, you know, in, in design, in art, um, in fashion. We've had some amazing people presenting who haven't necessarily gone through, but it's been very interesting to see their work. And we find that we work very closely because it's such a unorthodox it's it's you know it's a strange space that we have to work very closely with people because actually to fill that space it costs quite a lot of money and you have to really you know be keen in terms of of how you're going to do that successfully.
2: Shows like Human Stories do have um, quite a significant research uh, period of research um, in advance of uh, shortlisting the artists that get involved the photographers that get involved so it's it takes about i think would say six months or so to develop a sound kind of uh curatorial approach um and develop the themes uh you know and the provocations that form the central um basis of the show so it, it varies um you yeah, know depending each, on each show is different
1: aren't they yeah yeah, yeah
2: we often then bounce off you know other I guess other uh, people in the organization yeah. You know, rese- researchers
1: etc and we feel that it's important to, to have a panel of people who come and listen to the present the presentations of the people that we've chosen and we always have someone you know if we're doing a design exhibition then we have a designer to come and be part of that process and obviously our, our fantastic PR people and um and other people within our 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 organization Um, so it ends up being quite a lot of people who do this sort of judging process but we think that's important
0: yeah no that makes a lot of sense so I know alongside um, the gallery itself obviously you know your remit extends beyond the actual glass walls of the gallery Uh, do you want to talk a bit more about the cultural programming the markets and things like that that you have that sort of draw quite a lot of audiences as well particularly through the summer well, the uh, cultural
2: programming uh, is very much aligned to the, you know, we, we try and program and curate uh, really interesting festivals, uh, art-led uh, events that have the community at, at their kind of heart, or at its heart. So for the past five years, we've been working with uh, Hemingway Design, um, who curate the Urban Village Fate, and that's very much a Greenwich Peninsula focused festival, um, it's got a, a strong design thread that runs through it, um, and it's been just fantastic. It's grown year on year. Uh, and we've also been working with the same team on markets um, that are design markets as well, that feature independent traders, um, artisan food. And um, that's been a really important um, part of the cultural uh, strategy and programming at Greenwich Peninsula.
1: I think what's fantastic about um, Urban Village Fate and Sample, I mean, it's just, it's the quality of the, the food is delicious. The, you know, you can get the most beautiful Tracy Newell shoes. You can get, um, you know, you can do fantastic... I mean, Urban Village Fate with with the stuff for kids is fantastic. There's sort of yeah. m- amazing clay works. There's, yeah. There's just a whole plethora of stuff for people to come and do so that they come and they come here and they understand that Greenwich Peninsula you know has uh, has not only a lot going on but also is a lovely place to be with you know the river that kind of wends all the way around it and with um, you know Central Park
2: It's really a celebration of um, all things design with, um, for example, this year, Aardman, uh, you know, the filmmakers who um, use model making, uh, they did a fantastic workshop for kids and uh, uh, lots of adults got involved as well. Um, But that was just, you know, such a fantastic thing to happen here. Um, and of course, it's always topped off by um, Giles Peterson kind of DJing. So it's become a really key, uh, you know, part of our calendar. We also, uh, as I said, um, we work with uh, market traders with developing um concepts around um, small business and how we encourage that. And Sample has been really an important um, kind of quarterly market that happens here. It takes place in spring, um, autumn, and winter. And it's really well curated, you know, very well considered. Um, You know, you have up to 100 traders that are selling things from ceramics to you know um, and even you know plants and so forth but it's all it all looks very kind of beautifully designed uh, as well
0: and where specifically does that one take place because I'm not familiar with it so that takes place on Peninsula Square
2: as the site develops we're looking to see how we can use spaces kind of you know across the site but Peninsula Square has been um, where we kind of centered that uh, fantastic market actually
1: Well, the great thing about Peninsula Square is you walk straight out of um, North Greenwich Tube and you're there and you're just suddenly surrounded by, you know, a mixture of really interesting traders. It's great
0: oh fantastic and actually on the subject of opening out Greenwich Peninsula because it's a 25 year architectural project as I understand and we're five years in mm-hmm. so the next phase is actually opening out is it called the tide this uh, new area with the walkway and the public sculpture have you been um I mean I know that opens in early July can you talk a bit more about sort of the artwork and your aspirations for that space
2: it's a fantastic new uh section of the site that it's um Really, a linear cultural park, very similar to the High Line in New York, in terms of uh, the concept of it. And it ha- has been designed by uh, the architects or designers of the High Line in New York. So it's DSNR in collaboration with Nienhuis Argiros. So it's been a really fantastic project. It's really dynamic. It it you know really takes in uh, you know makes the best of the river views, looking out, um, you'll be able to experience the peninsula in ways you haven't. Uh, and along the route, there are new uh, public works that have been commissioned. We've got new commissions uh, by Damien Hurst and Alan Jones, Morag Myerskoff and also Studio Morrison.
1: Yes, we're looking forward. To, we're having a feast. In fact, we're having four feasts on Studio Morrison's new 60-seater public be- bench. It's a picnic bench that anybody can come and sit and enjoy river views. What we are excited about is that it's got four barbecues so that you can come and you can bring your charcoal and you can just make a, a feast for yourself. Um, and Studio Morrison are a great duo who, husband and wife team, who've used concrete in a really beautiful way. It's called Seafood Disco and it's called Seafood Disco because, um, they, in fact, um, they molded. They made molds out of coconuts. So they've used sort of coconut shapes for the feet of the um, seats, and they've also used concrete in a way that it has albalone, which is a very. It's like a mussel shell. So the the um, the tabletop is covered in mussel shells and very beautiful. Pink, um, aggregate. So it just is a kind of, it's a sort of magical space that you can come and just sit and be and, and, and watch the river life and, and watch the reeds just sort of whipping away. And, um, and what is, what is amazing is how tidal it is that you can really see the tide sort of disappearing out and I always think that when I stand there, I can smell the sea. So for us, it's it's the exciting nature of really, really interesting um, projects that have kind of they've they're like jewels along the tide. And the fact is, you walk again, you walk out of North Greenwich Tube Station, and you're confronted by this really striking architectural walkway that you can just meander along get to the river, um, walk along the river and really take um, sort of take a uh, take an opportunity to explore a part of London that you wouldn't ordinarily explore.
2: Yeah, I think the walkway is um, intersected by some really bold uh, pieces as well. Um, the um, artwork by Morag Myerscoff. It's titled Siblings, and um, she's really uh, reimagined uh, functional buildings that flank the uh, walkway. And um, by doing that, by wrapping them with a fantastic pattern and color, she's created new spaces within which you can explore the canopies of the Tide. And you can actually walk through um, some fantastic vent shafts that actually extract air from uh, London Underground. Um, But those have now been incorporated into the kind of design of the site through this uh, fantastic work as well. So really worth kind of coming down and exploring uh, this new walkway.
0: And that's also like so. This um, what what do you call the structure? The walkway. uh,
2: I guess it's called the tide. The tide itself.
0: So, because that's actually going to let you see some of these public sculptures from different, right, different levels. So you can see it from when you're up there, but also at ground level as well. Right, it's yeah. It's going to be like just this whole other experience of. Public sculpture,
2: I think. Yeah, from different uh, levels, and um, that's particularly true of the Alan Jones piece. Uh, it's titled Head in Wind, and you can experience it by walking through it, as well as from uh, the walkways and looking down onto it. It's really spectacular, the scale of it, um, and it's you know totally influenced by the um, its location, its riverside location.
1: We feel that it's it'll give people an opportunity to come down to Greenwich Peninsula and really see the actual cultural, uh, Cultural and design is key to making a place and making it exciting, making it vivid, but also making a comfortable place to kind of come and live. We feel that Greenwich Peninsula is unlike anywhere else in London uh, and that, uh, yeah, we, we love being involved with
2: it. It's definitely worth coming and re-exploring uh, the area, um, rediscovering the area. Um, since the turn of the millennium, there have been uh, a number of artworks positioned here, but uh, coming back down to the tide and to the peninsula in general, there are many more newly commissioned works that are architectural interventions. We've got Conrad Shawcross on Millennium Way um, pieces by um, young architects like uh, Studio Weaves 33 in Central Park, as well as the Pinch in Time by another young architecture uh, studio, Flea Folly Architects. And we feel that we're really um, giving, you know, emerging practitioners, emerging designers a platform. Um, And for us, it makes it a a really dynamic place for the community to explore. but also, you know, a fantastic place for young practices to kind of experiment as well.
0: The launch of the Tide is the 5th and 6th, and then the following weekend, sorry, 12th and 13th of July as well, where it's a whole weekend of everything from music, food, obviously the revelation of the big um, sculptures and everything themselves. So they're big community events. Have you got temporary um, commissions as well for this period or for the summer um, in the public spaces?
2: We have, um, for the launch of the Tide, we are um, hosting the Turning Tides Festival, which is a first-time festival for us. It's over two weekends, as you mentioned, it's 5th to 7th, and then the 12th to 14th of July. Um, and as part of that, we've commissioned uh, Geronimo, who is a, a an LA-based uh, conceptual artist, and she'll be presenting 25 water droplets that are, have been inflated and are absolutely huge but they uh, chart the route of the tide and you'd be able to walk through navigate your way through them and be immersed in these amazing candy colored droplets um, and the largest of these droplets is actually 21 kind of 21 foot high so they're, they're absolutely huge um, and they're going to be a really fun exciting way to kind of um, experience the space uh, but we will be also having a, an amazing kind of roster of musicians there's been a program that's been curated by Village Underground. Um, we've got artists like Scanner who are getting involved, and he's created a, a magnificent audio piece that you can experience as you walk the tide. Also, Yoko Ono's Wish Trees um, installation is um, visiting for the festival as well, so you can get involved with that, write a wish for peace as well. Geronimo will be, um, Geronimo will be on the tide for, uh, about 10 days until the 14th of July.
0: I have to say, I was super excited to see her name on your um, list of artists for that. So I'm really excited to see what she comes up with because I'm only familiar with her more um, like the inflatable balloon type yes, things that she does yes, indeed, in outside mean. buildings. So that'd be really
2: cool. Yeah, yeah. I love those latex balloons. Um, and, you know, they're all eco, uh, made out of eco materials as well, the balloons. But she is going, you know, she's trialing a new direction which are kind of inflatable shapes. And she's come up with this really fantastic water droplets that have actually been hand painted as well so um yeah all to be explored
0: well i am really looking forward to seeing the artwork the new park the new everything thank you so much for your time today Um, if anybody is interested in visiting the festival which i hugely recommend you can visit the website turningtides.london to get more information or GreenwichPeninsula.com or join the mailing list at NowGallery.com. Thank you, Kaya. Thank you, Jemima. It's been great talking to you. Thank Thank you you so much.
2: The Curator's Salon hopes you enjoyed this production.